evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Bobcast. <laughs> Let me shut the door so we don't hear that background noise. <laughs> Things are off the cuff today. It's Friday, and I'm super stoked to be here with you in a very special solo episode celebrating some shit that basically has defined my entire life. At least 31 years of it. And no, I am not 31. I'm 41 years of age, and I'm here to tell you that Life is better at 41. I'm just joking and trying to blow smoke up your ass to get through this introduction before we get to the core of the audio podcast. And that is celebrating the 30th anniversary of Nirvana's Nevermind. The album that screwed my life up forever. Uh, I was thinking about recording this and being honest, you know. Honesty is uh, setting me free these days, so I'm going to be honest with you. Um, celebrating 30 years of this album. There's been some moments lately in my life where I start to think, what would my life have been like if I didn't see the music video for Smells Like Teen Spirit? What would my life be like if I never knew the name Kurt Cobain? I mean, the band was more to me than most things at this time. Uh, it's 91, I'm 11. I haven't even got any, you know, I haven't even begun to uh, experience the delicacy of puberty. I haven't even begun yet to live, but I know that my body's starting to change. I know I'm starting to feel angry. I know I'm starting to feel all sorts of things. And all of a sudden, this dude comes on TV, and mind you, I've been watching MTV on my own growing up, you know, as a seven-year-old, I was running around the couch, you know, imitating people like Axl Rose. I was doing all sorts of shit, wearing my mom's robe and wearing a Freddy Krueger hat that I had from Halloween. I was wearing this on a Tuesday, watching some shit about Warrant and Cherry Pie. Um... So it's safe to say that I've always wanted to be a rock star. And you know what? I used to get a lot of shit. I still get shit for saying those words. I wanted to be a rock star. You know, and you don't make it as a rock star, right? It, you, you fail at it. But does that mean you're not really a rock star? I don't fucking think so, bro. I'm a rock star ever I go out. Every time I go out there into the real world, I try to bring happiness to people. And that's what Nirvana did for me. They, they made me feel happy. At a time in my life where I wasn't happy, really. I was bullied a lot. Um, when I was 11, I uh, didn't do after school extracurricular you know, activities and shit. Basically, I just came home and sat down and I was overweight. And um, I was fat shamed as a kid. I was called blob. I was called boob. Um, and I would pretend that it didn't hurt my feelings, but it really hurt my feelings. Um, I remember, uh, several moments, you know, in ninth grade, uh, where fr some of my best friends now, like they probably don't even know this, but they had fad shamed me at some point and it still hurts, still stings. I'm 41 years old. This happened, what, 1992, three, I don't think, but 
I was feeling, um, first off, it was just my body type, you know, both my parents aren't, you know, um, skinny people. So it's like, it's hard for a big person. And also I grew up under the gamut of the eighties where everybody's popping Coca-Cola. Like it's fucking, you know what I mean? Like everybody's like, Oh, he ain't feeling well. Give him a Coke. What? There's so much sugar in soda and that's all I drank. Nobody drank water back in the day. Matter of fact, water bottles weren't even thing until the mid 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 nineties. People weren't in that shit. But, you know, I mean, I had lots of issues um, and I didn't have anybody really to talk to about it that I, I just could, I had no peer to relate to um, in a way. And I just felt all this anger inside. I felt shamed. I felt like um, I just I hated going to school. I remember this one time this kid. I mean, I still think this every time. I mean, I've done 300, what, 15, 16. I don't know podcasts but sometimes like you know I'm listening to myself right now on the headphones and I think I sound like a chipmunk this dude called me a chipmunk in the cafeteria back in the day in ninth grade that shit stung he looked at me he's like look at this motherfucker he looks like a chipmunk and he you know I mean like it just see this is weird so if you're somebody who's listening who's never been bullied I guess this is kind of strange for you for you to listen to maybe you are somebody that did bully somebody else and, um, yeah, man, it just, it sucked, you know, and sometimes I didn't want to go to school. Um, sometimes, you know, um, I just got dark, you know, I got depressed. And then all of a sudden this dude comes on the TV who, mind you, is this, you know, real thin skin, blonde rocker who you really can't see his face because he's obscuring it with his hair and his face and shit. And like... It just, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was that one scene of the cheerleaders with the anarchy symbol or, or even the dude who like seemingly like backflips into a, a crowd surf during the anarchy part of the, the video when everyone's going crazy. But it hooked me and uh, I couldn't get the album, never mind. It was sold out everywhere. There was no place that had this, you know what I mean? Like it was... Uh, also coming, I believe the album, yeah, I mean, obviously we're celebrating in September and Friday, Friday in September, but I, I believe I didn't even get the album until Christmas. I know it came out, I remember sometime in late October, early November, getting the single at Sam Goody, which is still there as FYE in the Plymouth Mini Mall, Pennsylvania. And like, I, there was two songs, there was Smells Like Teen Spirit and there was Even In His Youth and I listened to that shit all the time. When you had a Walkman back in the day to play the single cassette, Whew, man, that was your iPad, that was your juice, your dopamine surge back in the day. I'm walking and I'm listening to my music. Don't come at me. It was a big deal. It still is a big deal to me. The, the whole idea of getting a Bluetooth that fits perfectly in your ear and you can just walk around, forget you got technology attached to your brain, your frontal lobe. That's what I'm talking about. So the album, you know, they start releasing other singles, Come As You Are comes out, I Still Can't See His Face, His Hair Is Red, Lithium comes out after that, I believe, or maybe In Bloom, In Between, and I became hooked, so hooked, in fact, that I told my mother that I wanted to learn to play the guitar, and I went to Bill Albert's Spring Mill Guitar Studio, and I learned from uh, an individual who will remain nameless, because 
I don't know if he wants me saying this story, but uh, he was so pissed off at me because all I wanted to learn was Nirvana songs. I didn't give a shit about House of the Rising Sun. I just wanted to play lithium on guitar. And um, yeah, he taught it to me, but he was reluctant the whole time because he was a folk singer and I was a, a new new age grunge rocker, you know? There was nothing like it, you know? And uh, it was an exciting time. I, I started a band pretty quickly after that. And even though that band was just a garage band, we, you know, played some places like uh, Zaps on Ridge Avenue and Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania. We we did our thing, you know? We had a, a great time, man. You know, I really enjoyed... Um, life back then because it was full of potential until Kurt Cobain took his life or was whatever you want to believe and I got even more depressed <laughs> so I'm depressed before never mind and then he does whatever and I am depressed man I think he dies on a Friday I stay in my room all weekend I'm fucking I'm out of it man you know and I still have a hard time listening to Nirvana music. I do. You know, it's like, it's a, a sensitive subject for me. This guy who helped me get out of my, you know, my dark slumber of being bullied and like, you know, it's crazy. I just figured out right now, 10 minutes or whatever into this podcast. When I got the Walkman, I started walking more. And that's how I started to lose weight. And that's how other people started to notice me. It's because of the fucking Walkman and Nirvana's Smells Like Spirit, <laughs> Smells Like the Teen Spirit single. I mean, also too, to become a teenager with a song called Smells Like Teen Spirit. I remember being 11 and being like, damn it, why can't I be 13 now? But the album, uh, it sounds awesome. I've mentioned here before on the show, I was privy to meet Butch Vig, who was the producer of Nevermind in LA when I was working at Starbucks. And dude, he was so nice to me. Just a sweet guy, you know? I was like, thank you for that album. It meant so much. He's a cool man. I'm playing down the Orange. Or I'm playing down Orange County with garbage night. You should come check it out. I was like, I can't, dude. I'm making dry, non-fat cappuccinos here in Glendale, California. But the album still sticks with me. And you know, as we're... It's hard for me to listen to Nirvana because it's an emotional, like, you know, plug that I got to pull out to get, you know, re-in-touch with these feelings, bro. It still sounds great, you know, uh, my bachelor party uh, in 2013 or so, we listened to Nevermind in the limo on the way down. It was great until we got into traffic and then it was just fucking annoying and we had to lower it. <laughs> but with that being said, yeah, happy 30th, man. It makes me feel so old. You know, it's like Nirvana's been with me for 30 years. So I've only had 11 years of existence on my own. <laughs> so maybe that means I'm 11 for the rest of my life, and I hope that's the same for you. Kurt, Chris, and Dave, thank you for doing that shit, man. Really appreciate it. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of the Bobcast. I know that one was, a, you know, a little corny, but hey, it's the 30th anniversary, so just suck it up. Okay, have a good weekend.